Yo, what's up everybody? This is Chris Cox and I just want to welcome you to my first ever episode of my brand new podcast and uh, I'm just going to be talking, I'm going to be bringing in some of my friends and I'm just going to be sharing with you some things um, that I've learned through my journey of doing youth ministry for the most part and then just ministry in general, being a millennial in this time and how I'm doing ministry, how I'm moving and I'm just excited to share these things with you. This will be a podcast uh, number one for leaders and it'll also be sometimes a podcast just for other millennials and young adults to just hear something maybe that might encourage you or just might speak to where you are in life so uh this week man has been a very exciting week for me i have celebrated this week 12 years of preaching ministry so i've been ministering for 12 years this week um, and i know you may be hearing it on a different week but hey it's 12 years and i'm excited man and so what i've done today is there's this young man that i've met uh earlier this year we haven't even known each other for a year but when i met him he was kind of just getting into ministry and um, I met him at the top of this year. And what we just found out is that he's 19 years old, which is the same age that I was when I started ministry. So um, I've been rocking with this guy for a while now. His name is Alvin Hamilton. Alvin, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Yes. <laughs> he tried to put on his little voice. So, yeah, y'all just excuse him. But. Alvin is here. He's hanging out with me in the podcast tonight. And we're just going to be talking tonight purpose. We're just going to be talking about like how we recognize the call on our lives. Like I get a lot of people that ask me sometimes, like, how did you know you were called? How did you know you were supposed to be doing what you're doing? And for someone who's just now stepping into it to sit at the table with someone who's been doing it now for 12 years. I was 19 at the time that I started. I just told my age, praise God. <laughs> but um, but I think there's a lot of, of, of great wisdom that can be exchanged as well as just sharing the experience that you're on right now. So tell the people a little bit about yourself, Alvin. Let them know who you are. Yes, like I said, my name is Alvin Hamilton. I'm 19 years old. I'm originally from New Haven, Connecticut, but I uh, moved to Richmond, Virginia for college. I am currently at J. Sarge uh, University, and I go to the Life Church. That's what's up. Life Church in Richmond. Shout out to Vernon Gordon. That's an amazing guy. Just met him not too long ago as well. So, uh, so Alvin, I've been kind of keeping up with you, man, and just seeing all that God has been doing in your life. And, I, and we kind of know each other, and we know um, I know a little bit about the faith walk that you're on right now. And so just to kind of, since this is my first episode of my podcast as well, just to kind of give a little in introduction to those who may be new listeners. Uh, I myself, like I said, I was 19 when I felt the call of God to go into ministry. I was a college student at the time, and I can remember sitting on the couch one night. And um, I always known that uh, most times when like my friends and stuff, in college at the time would like go out to a party or stuff like that i just didn't feel like going i didn't want to go and so i felt myself kind of like being alone sometimes and sometimes i would feel uh, the pain for certain people who couldn't feel pain for themselves for the decisions that they were making right and so i can remember sitting on the couch one night and one of my friends was just just dealing with um one of the decisions that he had just just recently made and i can remember just feeling this this burden to want to help 
not just him but people like him right and so that's when i kind of say yes to the call of god i didn't know what it looked like now i'm here 12 years later 12 years of slave hallelujah <laughs> but i'm here 12 years later man and i'm just kind of still seeing how um the plan of god is just unfolding in my life and it blows my mind like like daily weekly monthly yearly the opportunities that God has given me over the 12 years. But I can remember, man, sitting on that couch 12 years ago. I can remember saying yes to God. But one of the things, and you can speak into this a little bit, like one of the things that caused a little bit, I guess you could say hesitation for me, is because me personally, like I've been in church for a long time. And so I've seen preaching done a lot of ways but the majority of the way that i seen preaching done i did not want to be that guy you know what i'm saying because you have everybody has this guy like this stigma or this this idea of what preachers are like and what they do and how they preach like you got you got to be able to hoop and all this other stuff like you gotta you know what i'm saying but at the time you know people think that way and so i just knew like I can't do all that. So like, God, am I really called to do this? You know what I'm saying? So I know that that was a, a bit of the hesitation that I felt. And with you just walking into ministry now, has there been any kind of thing that you just felt like, God, are you sure you calling me? Because I just, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so a lot of people don't know, I have a speech impediment where I talk with my tongue. And I also talk extremely fast. Mm. And I was just like, God, how can I be a communicator of hope or of anything? And I struggle with the way I talk. Wow. But then it just goes back to the story of Moses. Mm. Where I know that it's not really me talking, it's God talking through me. And wow. God is just going to use me as a vessel. So once I got over that, I'm more confident. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I, I think I can kind of relate to that too, man. Like, it was just, I, I'm i not very, like, people would be shocked to find out that I'm not a real extrovert. Like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can be very socially awkward at times. And so... I was like, dang, you want me to go speak in front of people, you know, but that's just the beauty of us, like really stepping out and doing what God called us to do is sometimes he doesn't call those who are already qualified. I hear this a lot of times that he qualifies those who he call, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's really cool, man, for somebody that's out there that may be listening to this, that may be allowing your excuses to talk you out of what God said you should be doing, man. Like, step up, continue to do it. There's many stories in the Bible of people who just were not qualified, like that had issues, that had things going on, and God still used them. And it's a it's a beautiful picture when you go back to look at it, because I believe this, man. I believe that God is all about stories. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I believe God is all about stories. I believe that he allows certain things to happen in our lives. He allows us to have certain things. He allows us to not have certain things. Also that we can create this story to be told to other people of his glory. You know what I'm saying? And so if you could just look at your life right now, and I know I'm about to just ask you something, just try to get a little, little personal, let the people know (laughs) you, you know what I'm saying? If you could think about your life right now as a story, what chapter would you be in? What chapter would I be in? I would say I would be in the restart chapter. Wow. Talk yeah, about I, that. Man, I lived one life. <laughs> and even looking back, I said, God, how can you still use me after I just did everything I just did? Mm-hmm. And God said, it's time for a restart. Wow. And I just think there's so much power, not just in my story, but in stories in general. I can believe a story can change somebody's life. Mm. A story can set somebody free. I know that what I've been through and even what I've done wrong 
for me to overcome it and me step to the other side of it. It's going to help somebody else do the same. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So let's, 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 let's dig into that restart thing right there, man. I think I feel that right there. So I know me, I went to school uh, because when I got ready to go to college, the thing I wanted to do was computers. I was a computer geek. You know what I'm saying? As you could tell, we took about an hour before we got this <laughs> podcast to work because I'm trying to figure out the computers. Like, but you know, I kind of found myself like being a tech type person. Like, I was always doing something with my computer. So when I went to school, I went to school in pursuit of a degree in computer science. That's what I went to school for. I went to a tech school out in Atlanta to get my degree in computer science. It was during that time that I accepted this call into ministry, right? And I knew that when I got called into ministry, I didn't want to just be like an average minister. I wanted to give God my whole life. I wanted to give him my whole devotion, my whole dedication. And I really just wanted to jump in and do what he had called me to do. But I had all these responsibilities. I had this life that I had already set up. I had all this stuff. Um, At 19 years old, man, the concept of restart can be a very difficult one. You know what I'm saying? Because you're just now stepping into at 19 years old. And I remember this myself because I I dealt with this tension uh, between myself, between my family, um, my parents who just wanted good for me and wanted me to go, you know, a certain track in a certain way. And I would have conversations with them and I would be like, hey, man, but I feel I feel led to just to just do something different. You know what I'm saying? They were like, your time is going to come. Your time is going to come. Just trust God. Your time is going to come. I was like, but I don't want to be doing this when I'm 40. Like I'm looking literally at a generation who needs God right Right. now. And I feel like I'm supposed to be one of his mouthpieces. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I had to deal with this, this tension, man, of being 19 years old, not able to be totally independent at all. So I had to kind of lean towards somebody's vision of my life. But um, but I want you to talk about that, man. Like, is that something that you've experienced as well in your life, being 19 years old, feeling the call of God? I know um, because I know you personally. I know that when you went, first went to college, you went to college on a track scholarship, right? Yes. yes. So now you're going to a different school and you're just on a different track pursuing something different. Talk about, like, how that transition was in your life. I would say that was the roughest moment of my life. Like you said, I went to college, full ride track scholarship, school for free. Um, But I didn't have peace there. Mm. I had peace being in spaces and places where I could communicate hope and I could serve people and I could minister to people. And so, um, as you know, I ended up dropping out of school. But when I dropped out, I just went. I moved out of my parents' house. I moved to Richmond. I started living on my own. And I would say that was the difference between me and you is I stepped into life at 19. Mm-hmm. And I would say that was very difficult. And if I could go back, I would probably change it a little bit. But I think one of the bigger situations was everyone around me not being able to understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Only me being able to see the vision God gave me. Wow. And I think it was really important for me to surround myself with people who could see where I'm going, not just where I've been or where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been the lifesaver for me mm-hmm. not just surrounding myself with people who can't understand but people like you who've been through what I went through and can help me push forward push forward to that yes man so hey man number one I think if we were to be giving advice to someone who's young whether you're 19 or whether you're you know a little older like myself or if, even if you're younger than 19 and you're feeling the call of God on your life 
I think what you just said is so important, man. Circle matters. Like yes. who you surround yourself with matters. Um, who you surround yourself with could take years out of a process that you, you know what I'm saying, would have had to walk through by yourself. But because you link up with somebody or God opens the door to connect you with somebody who's already walked the way you walk, it can take years of tears that they have already had to cry, headaches that they've already had to have. And not necessarily, not necessarily to pull you out of a process, yeah. but to give you awareness of the process that you're walking through. Absolutely. I can remember when I was walking through some things just a few years ago, um, I remember sitting at the table with people who were doing exactly what I was pursuing and believing God to be doing in my life. And I would tell them what I was going through and I knew that they were in a, a, a way better place than me right. to where you know what I'm saying they could just reach out a hand and help your boy out you know what I'm <laughs> saying but the reason why I value those people so much is because they did not use their own resources or their own hand to pull me out of my struggle they just gave me awareness of what I was walking through basically what they told me Alvin was they said listen man I had to go through some of the same stuff that you went through. So because you're going through this and you see yourself coming into some of the places that I'm in, know that you're in good company, know that you're on the right track, know that you are walking through. And I'm like, okay, but I don't like how this feels. Right. And you should know that if you felt it, but sometimes that process, man, is so necessary. You know what I'm saying? It's so necessary to fulfill the purpose of God on your life, man. And if I, th and I think that if there's one thing that our generation needs to understand is that there's a scripture in the Bible, um, that says something to the effect. And I'll look it up in a second, but the, like many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Wow. And, um, I think, I think that's so important, man. I think that's so important for us to understand. And that is, uh, Proverbs, if you're looking it up, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Yeah. You know, and we grow up, Alvin, like with this, and people have a good heart when they say this, but they tell us as we grow up, you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want, you want to be, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It is a little bit of truth to that, right? But you can really only prevail and what God has God purposed has you, you to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do this and God might grace you to do certain things and you might have to do certain things to get through certain seasons of your life. But when you tap into purpose, when you tap into the reason why God has you here, mm -hmm. man, it takes your life to a whole new trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, let's talk about that, man. How does it feel now to really be in a space where you're pursuing God's purpose. Like what kind of doors, what kind of things have you been doing as a 19 year old college student since you've started walking in your purpose with God? Yeah, man, I think the first thing to mention is you just have an overwhelming amount of peace. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no greater peace than being exactly where God wants you to be. And I think when you're in a space where you are where God wants you to be, everything else will come with it. You don't have to try too hard to get what God wants you to have. So I think when I first stepped into like, okay, I'm gonna answer this call for real now, just things started coming my way that I would have never thought. People were asking me to speak places. People wanted to know my story. People wanted to know my life. People wanted to invest in me. 
because they could see what God was doing in my life. People didn't even know me, but they were saying, hey, I believe in the vision God has for you. Let me help you get there. So I think those things, things like that were definitely confirmation for me. Wow. That's amazing, man. And it's just the beginning, dude. It's yeah. so crazy. That's the that's that's the thing that I tell people so many times. Like I've I've seen God allow me to do so many amazing things, but compared to what I I feel like God's ultimate plan is for me, it's still just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what I've learned to do, man, is to start just pursuing God and pursuing that peace. Like that has to be the number one goal of your life is to pursue God because that's where peace is. Mm-hmm. He He is the Prince of Peace. You know right. what I'm saying? And you know what? There's a lot of stuff because you are um, a college student. Let's let's talk about people. Um, let's talk about some of the things that people are dealing with that are your age, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people are in search of peace. Right. I think a lot of people are trying to get to peace, but they have like the wrong direction in their GPS towards peace. Right. And instead of pursuing God, instead of typing in God in their GPS, they've typed in weed. They've typed in drugs. They've typed in sex. They've typed in relationships. They've typed in all this other stuff. But they're pursuing peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what they're pursuing is like this calmness that you know, everything is straight and everything is going to be okay, man. And so I think that's a powerful thing. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear is that we found the Prince of Peace, right. you know? What I'm saying? Right. And it's not in pursuing a place. It's not in pursuing a thing. It's not even in pursuing a position in church, mm-hmm. but it's just in pursuing God. Right. So what things do you do, man, to pursue God that causes you to have that peace? Like just some, some practical mm-hmm. things that in the life in the in the daily life of Alvin that you do to find peace. Right, I think one thing I had to realize first was what is peace. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think peace means everything's okay, everything's going perfect for you, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. If you wait for everything to go perfect for you to have peace, you'll be winning your entire life. I had to learn that everything could fall apart, and I can still have peace because I know number one, I have people who love me. Mm-hmm. So I would say the first thing I do is surround myself with people who love me, people who care about me, people who again, see where I'm going and want to be a part of that journey with me. Another thing I do is serve. I love serving people. Mm-hmm. I'm a people person. So anything that I can do to help somebody else, that brings me peace as well. So I think you definitely have to find out what does peace mean to you and also what makes you peaceful. For mm-hmm. me, like I said, it's serving people. It's surrounding myself with people who love me. What What are some things, man, that interrupt your peace? Some things that interrupt my peace. You want to be like practical or biblical? <laughs> I want people, you to be real. <laughs> sometimes people can interrupt my peace. There's just certain things that I, I don't agree with, things that I don't like. One thing I don't like is a hypocrite. Mm. I just think it's so dangerous, not just to the kingdom, but to life in general, mm-hmm. to portray one thing and then convict people for it and then be doing that same thing behind closed doors. I think it's so dangerous to the health of the kingdom. Mm. Wow. That's what's up, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> so, hey, y'all be real so that y'all don't interrupt Alvin's peace. Praise God. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this has been a good conversation so far. I hope that you that are tuning in, that you're getting something out of this conversation. 
um, and that something along it is is blessing your life or just blessing your walk or wherever you are right now. We just want you to know, man, that hey, why I tell people this all the time: stop settling for peasants of peace when we have the Prince of Peace. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some things that look like they offer you peace, but basically they offer you a moment like peace for the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I think when you tap into to God and you tap into his his unending well, man, that it's just something that continues to refresh you. And I know that may sound real um, spiritual and real deep or whatever, but it's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? If there was another way that I could tell you that's just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not as yeah. as Jesus, I would. But there's no other way that I found. And I've walked through some things, man, like through through the life span of just my life life and ministry like i've had to walk through some things some ups some downs some some sharp turns some things man some let down some 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 people that you think that are going to be there with you for the long run that just switch up on you but god has never switched up on me man right. and so the fact that we get to sit at this table today considering the journey even that I've been on for the last 12 years while doing the work of God. And it wasn't until I said yes to God that I faced some of my hardest trials. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't until I said yes to God that it seemed like all the stuff that was easy for me to yeah. get became a little more difficult for yeah. me to get. But over the years, it has grown my strength. It has grown my faith in the most, you know, the most valuable thing that we can have as Christians is our faith, yeah. right? The ability to not need to see the end of a thing, but know because we're walking with the creator of everything yeah. that we're going to get to where we got to get to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just some powerful stuff, man. And at this point, man, we just talking. We just, <laughs> just, <laughs> so tell me this, man, since you, since you, you know, gotten serious about God, serious about your walk with Christ, like still, what are some things that you do? Like, is your life just boring now or do you still have a good time while you're a Christian? At first it was boring. I'm not gonna lie because I thought I had to live like this one mode fits all type Christian life. But once I learned I can be who I am and still have value, still have purpose, I just, I have more peace now. One thing I do enjoy is working with kids. So, man, just being around, like, my cousins, being around kids from schools or daycares, like, they just bring me so much peace. Um, You said, is life boring? Not at all. I, I still find time to be who I am. I still find time to go buy some Jordans if I want to buy Jordans. Mm. I still find time to hang out with some of my college friends. I may not do everything that they do. But just being around them brings me joy and it brings me fun and activity. That's what's up, man. So, hey, you don't have to quarantine yourself when yeah. you become a Christian. You can still be around people. You can still enjoy yourself, yeah. have a good time, but still be rooted in who you are. Be solid about who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I've learned that it's that consistency that gives us opportunities to have meaningful conversation with other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we, when we can still be connected to people, but just, and, and still be open enough to welcome them into our space. But there's this foundation about us that we don't break. Right. And when those people really need somebody right. 
to to walk them through some stuff or to pray with them or to you know what i'm saying right. be who we desire to be towards people then we get that opportunity to do it we still get that that chance to speak into their life so hey man i'm excited about you know all that god is going to do um through just this channel of being able to reach people um of us being able to share our story today and uh, just just be light and hope to somebody that may be walking through um, transition from, you know, what their plans are and what God's purpose yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's a that's a tough transition, that's man. Tough. And we could like talk for hours on just the details of what that really looks like and what a person would have to to really experience to to take that on full fledged and wholeheartedly like that's 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 something that like if y'all really needed to talk about that come find me at alvin 101 because we had to tell you some stuff that we don't want to say publicly because we don't want to hurt nobody feelings because you know what i'm saying and this is one thing that i've learned alvin and this is like as i've walked through certain things pursuing my purpose in christ i've learned that one of the tools that are most commonly used to teach me lessons are people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I have to always think about the fact that God, I'm walking with God. And sometimes like there's, there's many times in the Bible like we brought up, I think you brought up Moses earlier. There was times in the Bible where Moses, you know, he was going to free the children of Israel. He was doing his assignment and the Bible said that Pharaoh, um, God hardened the heart of Pharaoh yeah. so that he would not let those people go so that Moses would have to go follow the instructions and be obedient to God and to, to release whatever he had to release or do whatever he had to do. But the cause of his opposition wasn't even started by Pharaoh himself. It was started by God. Oh, God yeah. And sometimes God will harden the heart or he will make certain things difficult for you to push you out of Egypt into his promise for your life. Yeah. And so what I've had to learn, and this has been my biggest lesson in life, is to not take it personal when s- sometimes people switch up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some people who, when I really think about it, have done some pretty, really, you know, messed up stuff. But I can't think of it as they've done this by themselves because I'm on a I'm on a journey towards God's purpose in my life. And I understand that. And a lot of people don't. You know what I'm saying? So what will end up happening is you'll start holding grudges against people who didn't even have a choice in the matter as to how they treated you. It was just time for God to evict you out of a certain situation. And so he had to allow them to kind of act up a little bit just to get you out of there. And so that's why I say, you know, sometimes you have to have personal conversations with people so that, you know, people don't take that the wrong kind of way. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's real. You know what I'm saying? It's real. And a lot of people are facing that. A lot of people are walking through that. A lot of people are going through things where um, they don't understand why their father isn't there. They don't understand why certain people are walking out on them and different things like that. And sometimes it's because it's because of the story that God is at work in in your life that, you know, some people cannot be a part of certain seasons of your life. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I'm blessed this conversation and uh, we could talk all night but i just want to really say thank you man for taking some time out to be my first ever guest 
on the podcast here. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm learning so much from you. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. It's about us walking together. Um, we got a chance earlier today to sit down and talk discipleship strategy with uh, some leaders this morning. And so it was just a blessing, man, to have you in the room and just knowing that you're off to do an amazing work out in Richmond, like wherever you land in life. I just know it's going to be great because God doesn't put us together for no reason at all. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't he doesn't make mistakes with how he connects and does what he he's doing. So I can't wait until 12 years later to mm-hmm. see where you are like <laughs> <laughs> to see where you are man to see what you are doing um and not even just in 12 years but in the next few months or years to come man just to see how God is going to use the things that we've talked about today yeah. to create an amazing story for the both of us so well, thank you man that's what's that. up man so hey y'all heard it this is the first episode of the podcast it's going to get better man it's going to be some times where we do some practical leadership things for those who are youth pastors and leaders i know i'm connected to a lot of youth pastors and leaders but then also for those who are just young adults for those who are uh, millennials for those of you who are high school middle school students um, there's just such a, a range of people who i'm connected to in this specific season of my life and i just feel like we should limit god like we should just get on here and whoever it reaches it reaches you know what i'm saying yes. because even if you are a middle school or high school student today and you're listening to this you may be a leader in the next year or two you may be walking into a greater revelation of your purpose yes. you know what i'm saying in the coming months so Uh, This will still bless you as you go through that transition. You will be able to come back to this and just have a greater awareness of what sometimes the tough moments are at work doing in your life. You feel me? Absolutely. You got a closing word for him, Alvin, before we get off today? I don't, man. Just follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Alvin Hamilton underscore. (laughs) That is his closing word, y'all. Y'all go follow Alvin, man. And y'all follow me as well at Chris cox speaks with a z make sure y'all check out chriscoxspeaks.com and uh go check out my line of discipleship products on there support your boy um it's gonna cause us to be able to do so many more amazing things like this i want to shout out really quick on my very first podcast to one of the the parents uh she knows who she is hopefully she'll hear this but one of the parents at um from my the, the youth ministry that i work with at c3 hampton epic student ministries one of the amazing parents there actually randomly gave me a seed which allowed me to buy all of this podcast equipment that we have these mics these stands all this amazing stuff that we're doing this podcast with so i am just i just want to take a moment to tell her thank you uh for allowing God to use her to bring a dream like this to life. Um, And so we're going to continue to do more of this. And y'all stay tuned, man. It's the Certified Disciple Maker Chris Cox Speaks with Alvin Hamilton. We doing big things for the kingdom of God. We'll talk to y'all later. Let's go.